Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt free. Hello, Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello, Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. Many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose, no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out. My solution is Plush Care. Plush Care is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news? All right, I'll do it. Sign up now and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. Mintmobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45 equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. She couldn't walk last See? week and she's run 323. And yet... No matter how shit I feel today and how shit I felt last night, I ran. And again, we, I've just been saying times don't matter. Times don't matter, Hole. But no. That said, <laughs> parcel that out, put to one side, because I did run it faster than Ian Beale. <gasps> oh, fuck Ian Beale. <laughs> I'm joking. Ian Beale seems lovely, but I'm very proud of you for that. <laughs> the best sign that I saw being oh, held yeah? up. Turns out there were loads of people who held this sign, but when I saw it the first time, I was like, that's genius! And thought it was the first ever time. And it was, if I see you collapse, I'll pause your Garmin. Oh, nice. I like that. (laughs) A little meme, almost. (laughs) Can you see my love bite? Oh, is it a hydration vest scar? Got one on either side, as though I've been nibbled by two vampires. Again, what does the extra four (laughs) miles do that means that you suddenly start having stuff like that? It's ridiculous. And bum chafe as well. Oh, yeah. Didn't know that until I got into the shower. I was like, oh. (laughs) I've had horrid bum chafe before. And it always feels slightly, how do you apply body glide (laughs) if you want to also apply it to other parts of your body in the future? Because I don't, I feel a bit strange just sticking it down the, down there. <laughs> you need a bit, of, you need an applicator, don't you? Yeah, you do, you do. Welcome to episode 141 of the Women's Running Podcast. I'm your host, Esther Newman, and she's your other host, Holly Taylor. It's time for the London Marathon Debrief. At the time of recording, it's the morning after the day before, and I am heavy of limb and of heart. Despite having run a fine time and feeling generally okay throughout, I feel a bit broken. So apologies in advance for a slightly subdued pod. We need to talk about marathon recovery here, which we'll go into more next episode, bearing in mind how blue many of us will feel in the days after a big race, for so many reasons. Holly wants to know all the reasons why she shouldn't do it next year, so I try very hard to explain why. And then hormones. Because of not knowing when my period was due, I was planning to take period delay tablets, but that didn't work out. Either way, the period didn't arrive, which was great, 
but the result meant that I was running the day before my period. This, as we all know, is the very worst day of the month and has at least served to answer the questions I have had around why I didn't enjoy the day as much as I'd wanted to. On the plus side, I had a lovely stay at the Western London City the night before and managed to actually sleep this time round. And another thing that worked was the mental strategies that I used during the race. It turns out it isn't just your legs that get you round. By the way, do come and join us on Patreon at patreon, P-A-T-R-E-O-N dot com forward slash women's running. From just £2 a month, you'll get behind the scenes newsletters, free tickets to monthly live Zooms, and you can hop on to our newest brilliant thing, an exclusive pod squad chat room just for patrons to talk all things running and all things not running. It's all yours. This episode is sponsored by Precision Fuel and Hydration. That is amazing. Bloody love a bit of Precision Fuel and Hydration, me. I know you do. But before we talk about you, let's talk about race nutrition for women. Ooh, yes, let's. Did you know that if you've stepped up your training, you need to make sure you're eating enough to support it? Yes, this is very true. If you're doing loads more running and training, don't cut back on carbs at the same time because energy restriction can do more harm than good. It's a lot to think about. But the good thing is that the team at Precision Fuel and Hydration have written a blog about how you can prevent underfueling with loads of info on relative energy deficiency in sport. And we're going to link to it in the show notes. That is massively helpful. I know. So helpful. We'd expect nothing less from a company we love. I know. I've been boring you senseless about PFNH for yonks. I've used the electrolytes and gels for years now. I love the taste of them. And even better than that, I love the way they power me through my long runs. And we awarded their PH1500 electrolyte tablet best race nutrition product in last year's Women's Running Product Awards. Very well deserved it was too. And not only that, but you can use their free fuel and hydration planner at precisionfuelandhydration.com to understand how much carbs, fluid and electrolytes you need to perform at your best in your next race. And here's the best bit you can get 15% off their range of fuel and hydration products using the code WR2023. That's WR2023 at precisionfuelandhydration.com. That is genuinely brilliant. I'm going to buy in bulk so that I've got loads for all my races and training. Do you think that might be able to persuade me to stop fueling on Haribo alone? I'm sure you can combine the two. Is that a nutritionist approved fueling strategy? Uh, No, it's not. Don't quote me. (laughs) wrote some notes on keep notes on the train yesterday so that I'd remember everything because it was all disappearing out of my head very quickly. How are, your, how are your legs or do you want to <sighs> save everything to talk about on the pod? Well actually technically we are recording but we're, we're recording. a low energy start. It's going to be a low energy start. <laughs> I have zero energy. It's, I have a horrible feeling that this is going to be a bit of an emotional one. So I just don't feel have a like horrible I to... feeling. That's fine. <laughs> You're allowed we like to weep, it's... don't we? <laughs> we do. And it's an emotional thing. I was almost weeping watching everything. My nearly weeps were um, watching Sifan Hassan do her thing. <gasps> oh that my gosh. Amazing. It was amazing. That was Even amazing. Doug got into it for her and came yeah. and watched and was getting into it. 
Oh, um, her face when she finished. It's incredible. I had a little weep for Mo Farah in his interview afterwards. Yeah. Oh, I didn't even see that. Oh, I he was so just, much. It was, it was, it was lovely. It was just, he was, um, obviously it wasn't quite what he had hoped. It was a few minutes outside of what he'd hoped for. Yeah. And I'm sure there must be a slightly devastating feeling of that being your last chance, your last one. Yeah. Um, but he was also just smiley and and cheery and optimistic and stuff as usual. And it was it made my heart go and my lip wobble oh. a little bit. And then my other nearly weep was watching you. Be a, <laughs> I watched you almost just like I was watching the telly on my phone, <laughs> watching you go from a sort of halfway uh, from mile, sort of mile 24 and a half. Yeah. And then I was just watching your little blob go. And it was and I got overexcited at one point actually because you flicked to the end and then you flicked back again. Oh did with this yeah, with the um with the sat nav or whatever it's called. Oh, and yeah. and so it looked like you'd finished and I was just about to text you and thank God I <laughs> I waited because imagine if you got a thing through on your Garmin going, You've done it and you still had a mile to go. Yeah. <laughs> but Tell me all from your perspective. Oh, God. That was me sitting on my sofa watching all of that. I wish, I wish I'd been sitting. My throat is gone. Oh, it has. <clears throat> yeah, it's, um, I, I've been really surprised actually, kind of working backwards, forwards. I've been really surprised to how absolutely broken I feel today. You're a shell of a woman. Yeah, an absolute mm. husk. Like everything is. Like I, I don't, I, I actually don't really understand it. I remember, I remember last time when I did it in October that I had quite significant DOMS for a couple of days, but I also remember, do you remember two weeks after that we were running the half marathon? <coughs> so I yeah. remember going for a run on about Wednesday or Thursday or something to just kind of tick over. And like, there's no way I can't imagine. I, I actually, at this moment in time, I can't imagine going for a run ever. I feel no. so, so broken. Like, and and the other the other thing that I can't understand is like, so three weeks ago I went on my longest training run, which was 22 miles, and I came back, and I cooked lunch for the kids, and I cleaned the bathroom. I know, and I did isn't the it weird? And I was literally so, thinking about this the other day. I was thinking about. Um, when we did Paris, it was actually when I had my awful, awful doms from yeah. doing like one small hit class the other day. And I yeah. was like, oh God, I haven't had them this bad since the Paris half. And I was thinking exactly the same. I was like, but isn't that weird that like you've, you've obviously Paris half was a bit different in that my training was rather lacking, but bath half before that, it was the same thing, completely yeah. broomstick legged for two or three days. But yeah. the previous weekend I'd done 10 or 11 miles and I was fine and I can't, and I just got on with life what is that why is that well, a I, thing why yeah what does that what did that extra four miles do and also the the pain I'll get I'll go to the actual the actual run in a bit but the mm-hmm. pain of running the damn thing was so much more like my pace was the same if not even slower than I was doing it mm. when I did my long training run but the pain was just it was insane. I just, yeah. But anyway, oh, yeah. No. So today to go from like, yeah. So last night as I was going to bed, I was like, this is, I took some paracetamol yesterday because my hip, particularly 
on my left hand side, I think it was ITB. Yeah. Um, that really seized up um, as I was walking back to the hotel and then um, having to get, to, I had, to, there was quite a lot of walking to do afterwards, which was, which was good. Um, but I had to go to the hotel, pick up my bag, then go to the train station and, and then get home kind of thing. So there's lots mm-hmm. of walking before sitting on a train, which was, which was a good thing. But as I was walking, it was, the pain was getting worse and worse and worse. And it was all like my left hip and I could feel as I pressed into the side of my thigh, that all the way down my thigh, I was like, oh, that's really painful. That's ITB. So that really seized up yesterday. But Aww. today it's absolutely fucking everything. It's my quads are like blocks. Are you doing that thing where you, if you, if you even dreamt of bending your knees slightly, you would just no. fall to the floor in a heap? Yeah. That, yeah. I mean, I've got legs. a slightly, yeah, absolutely. I've got a slightly different setup today because mostly when we do record these pods, embarrassingly enough, I'm sitting on the floor. Just that's just the way that it's been. Professional and, broadcasters. Yeah. Uh, yeah. And <laughs> just before this, I, in, in my kind of slow, depressed, sloth voice said to Dave, you're going to have to do something with my setup. I can't sit on the floor because I can't get down and I can't get up. Um, <laughs> so yeah, my quads are killing my the my hammies are killing uh my calf muscles are killing my back hurts i've got oh, a real yeah. achy back my back always hurts after a race it's tense isn't it yeah so my shoulders are hurting and then i've got like and then and then my throat and my lungs obviously from from that um mm. i did i really felt for did you see Josie's message because Josie Perry ran it yesterday and she had a really shit. I did see bit. that she'd had a not brilliant time with it and she was yeah. she's really had to battle through, but she finished. She did finish. She mm-hmm. did finish. She's a bloody warrior, but she I know that she had to seek some help from so to get some probably oh, some ventilin yeah, or something. Yeah. And um because of her asthma. And I must admit, I was about mile eight or ten or something, and I suddenly remembered that I'd not taken my ventolin. And that sent me in a bit of a spiral. And like, right, so Ventolin, I know I'm all over the place. I'll get there in a minute. No, be all over the place. It's all natural (laughs) and, um, yeah, Yeah, whatever. So so my my Ventolin, for for people that don't have asthma, um, so I've had asthma from the age of about four or five, and I've always used Ventolin, but... um, but but very rarely now. I have very mm. very mild asthma, and I I know that lots of people suffer quite badly. And obviously, it sounded very much as if Josie suffered horribly yesterday. Um, I'm I'm very fortunate. It seems to be kind of okay. But the my ventilin inhaler has become part of my pre run ritual. Yeah. So it's the a ventilin ventilin is not preventative. It's curative, right? So it's not that. And you do get there are other kind of asthma pumps that you have that are preventative, and this is not one of them. Other asthma pumps are available. They are indeed. And Ventolin actually is a brand name. So Salbutamol, right? Oh, nice. Um, Thank you. (laughs) Um, But I've got into this habit of having a couple of puffs before I go for a run. Anyway, totally forgot to do it. I'd remembered everything else, but I forgot to do that. So obviously about March 8, 10, when I did remember that, because someone ran past me with an asthma charity vest on, and I was like, oh, shit. Oh, God, I've got asthma. (laughs) Yeah. I know. And it did send me into, oh. it, it instantly makes your breathing go funny. But anyway, so I, I've woken up this morning with, yeah, it just sounds like I've got a bit of a chest infection. Plus I've got, can you see my love bite? I don't know if you can see that. Oh, is it a hydration vest? A hydration vest. Scar. 
got one on either oh, side, no. as though I've been nibbled by two vampires. Again, what does the extra four <laughs> miles do that means that you suddenly start <laughs> having stuff like that? It's ridiculous. And bum chafe as well. Oh, yeah. Didn't know that until I got into the shower. I was like, oh. Mm. <laughs> I, I, I've had horrid bum chafe before. And it always feels great. slightly, how do you apply body glide <laughs> if you want to also apply it to other parts of your body in the future? Because I don't, I feel a bit strange just sticking it down, the, down there. <laughs> you need a bit, you need an applicator, don't you? Yeah, you do, you do. <laughs> and I didn't put on any body glide, but that's because I've never used, I hadn't used body glide in this training block at all i hadn't used no. any of that you're not really so a chafy person are you to be fair because you wear quite a lot of clothes because i wear so many clothes yeah, yeah. so normally i'm fine so i'm not going to get the thigh thing because i'm obviously clad top to toe mm -hmm. but, um but anyway yeah shall i shall i bore you senseless and oh please do not to get emotional. <laughs> i can't wait to hear about it i'm so oh, proud thanks. I'm so proud of all the general pod squad as well. Like oh, me too. Messages come in from um, people on Patreon and stuff and social media bits over the weekend. Yeah. It's just so, I, I'm so in awe of everyone who runs a marathon. And I just have a little part of my soul where, you know, when the elite bit is yeah. finished and they'll sort of show some clips with kind of I don't know like Coldplay in the background or something while people oh, are running along. and it, that always gives me a, a wobbly lip and that did make me be like I'd really really like to do this but it just but tell me why I shouldn't go on <laughs> <laughs> let's hear the tale <laughs> oh, oh well I don't, one one reason would be because I feel terrible today and mm. I feel like not just physically terrible I feel emotionally completely drained totally fucked I haven't I haven't come back and thought yeah I'm gonna sign up for this like on the train on the way back I had um a text from a friend of the pod mm -hmm. who shall remain nameless um who I've been speaking to because she had been unable to do the London marathon and um and she and I had put the idea into her head a couple of weeks ago of the New York marathon Mm -hmm. And so she she texted as I was on the train saying, right, I'm well up for it. Do you fancy it? And I haven't replied. No, because, ignore. Ghost. But I, w uh, but I w <laughs> <laughs> it's my That's my usual thing, right? That is so my usual thing on WhatsApp. But six months ago, when I did the London Marathon in 22, I would have been all over that shit. I feel this one, for some reason, has, it feels like it's, drained me I feel yeah. completely emotionally fucked I do I, my my proviso on that is that I know that I have a period due right mm -hmm. and and it hasn't happened and it could happen tomorrow and then I'll be going ah did yes. you take those things no they never no. turned up and I didn't oh. realize until I was on the train on the way to London and I was like well they never turned up that's just shit you know it's just post or whatever and then actually I checked through my emails and there was a notification saying, we didn't send them to you because I'd, I'd clicked an answer wrong. Basically. Oh, really? And it's, and because a, ostensibly a sort of a medical professional looks over your application, they sort of said, no, 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 you, you said this, so we couldn't send them to you. So I was like, oh, anyway, okay. but it was fine. I didn't actually have a period on the day. So that was the like, and that's the big 
thing, isn't it? Physically, it's like not wanting to bleed on the day because of all the other stuff you then have to worry about. So I didn't have that to worry about. But I think because I'm due, I'm emotionally not in the best of places at all, which is, Mm -hmm. you know, week before my period, I'm just always you know, a mixture of being a total cow and just very upset. (laughs) I think a a race gives you a hangover as well in a weird way. Like, you know, we were talking about, we were discussing anxiety last week because I'd had that really overexciting house party. I think um, there is something to be said for the race hangover that obviously physically you feel shit like you would in a hangover, but also Mm. there's this sort of emotional thing that I think that kicks in sort of, 24 to 36 hours after you've done it where it's like you've been riding 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 the way 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 and then it kind of suddenly goes your adrenaline drops you you've done that bit now you know your brain's had all its lovely endorphins from the fact that you've done this run and then you start to realize that you can't walk properly and you've been looking forward to this big thing or not necessarily looking forward but you know you've had a this thing in mind and now it's done and you feel a bit sort of lost and also as someone who loves attention you've had lots of lovely attention and then no one gives shit about you anymore because you're not doing a big race anymore (laughs) there's a lot of things I think that make it um sort of feel like that emotional hangover thing yeah that you just feel so so shit the day all of that is so true Mm. all of that is so true I was having I was I was low yesterday as soon as I'd finished really but my serotonin was being massaged upwards by the messages and the yeah you know the the likes did you get belief boosters now right I sent you a couple and we've had a few people who emailed in to say they sent you belief boosters. So apparently, <laughs> yeah, I saw and, um, but no, no, nothing came through and I don't really understand where I would have seen them. I've looked on the app, but apparently they're going to send me an email today. Yeah, that's where it With come, them all come, listed. So, um, so I'm really looking forward to seeing that because yeah, that'd be lovely. Oh, good. Yeah, um, that will hopefully yeah, was... give you a give you a belief boost. But yeah. I think the idea when I sent it in, the idea on the app is that it says, um sorry, I'm quite burpy this morning, which is an ideal for recording a podcast. <laughs> um I was gonna say, I think it it says that it's supposed to appear towards the halfway point or on the big do you call it a gantry? I, th- I think you could definitely call it again. The bit that I f- you run under at the end. Yeah, the yeah. bit that you run under at the end. Yeah. It's supposed to appear there. But I did think, as I was sending it in, I was like, I, I'd i sent, both of them I'd sent just after the halfway point because I was like, that's yeah. when she's going to need a belief booster. But she's we've missed the chance now for that because it was supposed to happen before the halfway point. <laughs> and then I thought would you in a million years be looking at said gantry for a message from someone no you're probably just thinking get me across the finish line I saw it well I remember because they started it last year didn't they and so I did Mm. I remember not looking at it at all last year and this year I did look at some of the messages as I was coming up because I was much more kind of engaged with the I think because I now knew that that was definitely the finish line whereas last year I was a bit you were slightly confused (laughs) I forgot about that. <laughs> they still haven't put the word fucking finish on it. They they still need to work on that. It's yeah. it's quite quite a small thing. Um but yeah, so I think uh uh yeah, hopefully hopefully I'll get an email later on today. Mm. So that would that would definitely top me up for sure, for That's sure, for good. sure. Because 
absolutely that's been it's been amazing following everyone else on you know it's been lovely like my entire feed has just been people with their medals and it's been very very lovely did I notice that you did quite well with your time were you quite pleased Uh, my time was yeah it was fine I was it was I thought it was one minute less than last year I think it was well (laughs) Strava Mm. Strava said um well done on your second fastest time on this route. And I was like, it's the second time I've done it, Strava. Oh, Strava, <laughs> so, fuck off. Um, I thought really... it looked like you were slightly faster than last year. I mean, I wasn't even going to mention it because who cares? But... It's fine. Who cares? Who cares? But time-wise, I was aiming for roughly the same and I did it mm-hmm. in roughly the same. Yeah. So um, Strava and London Marathon both say that I did it in 4.33. It's really tricky to figure it out because last year I ran over 27 miles. Because I must have been all over the fucking That's shop. That's what I saw. So a girl that yeah. I went to primary school with, I think, I, you know, a, you know, a person who pops up on your Facebook and you go, who? <laughs> um, she's one of those. And I saw yeah. that she she does quite a lot of running. That's the only time she ever pops up on my Facebook is because she's done another race. And this was her fourth or fifth London marathon, and mm-hmm. she'd done twenty seven point three. Yeah, I was like, I would be fuming. That's more than a mile, more than uh, yeah, you know. I, I know. Uh, the psychology that you've got to do to go, like yeah. I spend that, as we well know, for a half marathon, I will go twelve and a bit from the moment that I set off, yeah. and um, I think, yeah, I wouldn't be able to suddenly hack another mile. <laughs> do you know? Yeah, because I had that um, last October when I did it, so. Um, I think it's because I, I, I tend to, in many ways, both personally and professionally and politically, veer to the left. And mm. I was running. <laughs> I know. I, I did that quite well, didn't I? Anyway, you did. So that I was, was running. Great. <laughs> I, I was always running. And I, th- I also think it's probably to do with the fact that my right leg is slightly longer than my left. I wonder so if So you that's... just spend most of the time running around and around in a circle. <laughs> running around in a circle or trying to find a camber <laughs> that, 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 that kind of works that way. Anyway, so I, I run on the left and it meant that I'm sort of further away a lot of the time from this blue line um also you're given quite a lot of advice before you start running the marathon which is like if you're a slower runner Mm. don't run don't don't keep keep to that blue line because there'll be fast runners trying to get their pbs running on the blue line that's dotted out to make sure that you're doing 26.2 yeah so I was kind of being really conscious of that last time this time I was like I want to run the shortest amount of time possible so I stayed much closer to it so I I was that on the Paris one I was like I'm sorry you're gonna have to go around go around (laughs) I was sticking on that it was green in Paris I think it it? was green in Paris I was just locked on to the green line exactly so this i was I think definitely I still ran slightly more than a half it's just yeah you probably yeah, would have done yeah. so I, I i stayed as true as i possibly could to it so i was i still did more than 26.2 but it was only like 26.5 or something but i remember how how difficult that was last october when i was almost a mile out mm. or, or over a mile out because my garmin would buzz to say you're on 26 and i would just be passing under the 25 mark for instance and yeah. that's really def- not only is it deflating but it really threw my fueling a bit yeah because which like, do you go do I- on which yeah, do you go exactly. on yeah if you're so if end- you're basing your gels on that then it's like yeah. do i go i didn't look at my 
well, I had a bit of a weird one actually last time I when I did Paris, but sorry, this is not about that, but um no. with my Garmin because I forgot to start it until half a mile in. So actually it was kind oh. of pretty bang on in the end. It kind of caught up. Oh, that's up, good. And yeah. then it was all right. But yeah, I, I don't know what I would do there. I'd be really oh, confused. God, and how do you what? mentally reward yourself? Exactly. You know? So in the end, in the end, I had to kind of stick to I was I stuck firmly this time which I don't think I did last time, to just using the mile markers as my mm. markers for gels. Um, but the other thing that the Garmin, where it, it kind of um, doesn't quite work, is um, not that it doesn't work with judging your your pace and time and stuff, because it really is. But the, the other thing that it doesn't quite work is um, when you're going through uh, Canary Wharf, because oh. of the really, really, and everyone talks about this, but w- because of the massive high buildings gps gets completely thrown so when you're checking your pace and trying desperately to be a certain pace you can't tell so there was a bit while i was running through there where i was really trying to stick to kind of like you know 10 to 10 20 a mile um and going through canary wolf it was suddenly 11 12 9 it was all over the shop yeah there was there's a bit over there. I'm going to, I'm running ahead of myself yet again, but there was a bit after that, after Canary Wharf, there was a bit that was actually very, very lovely. Um, a kind of a nice uplifting part. Mm-hmm. And, um, and I remember as I was running that bit that it was quite clear. There was n- not too many runners around me. It was fine. I was, I was kind of in that mile, not having a bad time, mm. but I was thinking, am I actually moving? <laughs> yeah just, maybe that's I why you're like having quite a nice spot. time <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> and because yeah my my gps was off completely and i was like i don't know if i'm i could i don't know i feel like i'm on a treadmill it's oh very God. very strange that's but weird right, okay. so right hold oh story. yeah tell me your I'll tell, tell me your, the story yeah your tip bits right i haven't even got my medal i'll show you my medal in a minute <gasps> oh i'd um, love to see your medal where is my medal oh i gave it to the kids um right such a self you're so selfless i know i am yeah didn't even pick up a goodie bag right okay 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 so um right as i was going so so these are the things i'm going to try and remember so because i wrote loads loads of notes i'm not going to just read the notes but this is what i'm trying to so on friday so before the weekend i've just put a little note here to remind myself that I was really, really nervous leading up to this. But a lot of the reason why I was feeling really nervous is because I kept on telling people that I felt really nervous. <laughs> you, yeah, loads, you slightly psyched yourself into nervousness. Yeah. Totally. I was actually feeling okay. And um and I was feeling sort of fine about it. But yeah, I had loads of people, really, really well meaning, lovely people asking me how I was feeling, how I was prepped mm. and all that kind of thing. And I was just so used to typing. I'm really nervous. That I would do that. So and every time going, I typed it. I'm really nervous. Like when you go, lol. Yeah. And you're like, yeah. well, I, you know, we, we do actually film this now, uh, but <laughs> I don't know whether you'll see that bit, but that was me <laughs> pulling a very, very serious straight face and not lolling at all. Not lolling, yeah. <laughs> yeah, I completely get what you mean. I was also just wondering about what we were talking about with um, the the why do you feel so crap after a race compared to like running a similar amount of time as in your training runs yeah is there something to do with how you've psyched yourself up for it that something in the adrenaline 
makes yeah. you more knackered because I will still get nervous before doing a long training run. I don't know whether that's normal, but I still get quite like, oh, how am I going to do 10 miles? Um, but I think like there's something about the race that is a whole different kettle of fish with nerves, isn't it? Even if it's a virtual one, it's like, oh, all this pressure and I've got to do this thing and I can't just go, oh, this is a bit, this isn't the day for it and turn around and go home or whatever. I have to do it. But I wonder if there's an adrenaline dip because of that. Yeah, I think that mm. sounds as though that's highly likely. I mean, yeah, I've woken up in the shittest mood today. So, mm. yeah, I d- I'm not going to be fun on this podcast. I'm don't worry, you don't have to be fun. I'm going to I'm going to dig deep into your uh, hopes, dreams and fears in a minute, but I want you to read me the rest of your list. <laughs> okay. <laughs> you're going to you're going to winkle it out of me no matter what. I am um, yeah, so I was yeah, I was feeling nervous but self-made nerves and Mm -hmm. then um so Saturday I traveled up by train to go and stay at the west in London city yeah which is the hotel hotel bics it looked quite nice yeah no I must admit um I must admit like the kids were being a pain in the ass and um I I just had been looking forward to this I was that, that was the thing that I kept on not saying to people was that yeah okay so I had some nerves and stuff but what I was really looking forward to was a night on my own in a really very nice hotel yeah and a massive great bed and mm-hmm. I was just really looking forward to it and but I had a little niggle at the back of my head which was the last time that I stayed there in October you didn't sleep more than about 2.5 minutes did you yes yeah. exactly yeah better this, this time, time? Oh, it's great. Yeah. Oh, good, it's good, 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 good. There was even a bit where I woke up and I think it was probably about one or two in the morning that I woke up and I remember congratulating myself going, well, I've definitely slept. <laughs> so I don't care if it's Aww. one or two in the morning. At least I've slept. But I then did go back to sleep. So I, did, yeah. I had I had a decent night's sleep mm-hmm. um, and um, I had a nice meal there the night before. Um, and it, it was a very, very lovely kind of runner's centric sort of package where you turn up and and they had this stuff which I really didn't take in um didn't take advantage of but when I turned up to my room they'd left like a bunch of kind of gels and things like that and a nice little welcome note which is very sweet um but there was also they do this stuff where they hire out um like a um uh what do you call it what those things that what my you know like a a hypervolt Oh, 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 a massage gun. That's the one. Yeah, I've lost all words today. That's so okay. they had I'll try a massage gun. Um, they had a massage gun that you could use, um, and um, and they had like a yoga mat and some blocks and stuff like That's that. That's so, amazing. I know. So if you were, if I was going to do it again, if I could ever, like, I don't know, be asked. If I was ever, yeah, be asked. <laughs> But if I was ever going to do it again, I'd want to stay there two nights because then the second night you were staying there, not only could you take advantage of the fact that they were giving out free champagne to people that flashed their medals, oh. but you could then go back to your room and like hypervolt your butt, you know, and, yeah. and do massage hypervolt your... yourself into <laughs> <Yeah>. oblivion. <laughs> so you could, except I don't think it's hypervolt. I think that's actually a brand name, isn't it? That so is a brand a... name. Others are available. Theragun yeah. yourself. Yeah, recover pro yourself. Hyper ice. Anyway, yeah, so it was a, a massage gun. Um, yeah. And so you could have done that and then you could have had a little stretch out on this lovely yoga mat and these blocks and stuff. Anyway, it was all like really, really That's lovely. Lush. And the bed, the bed was like six foot wide. I mean, oh, I love that. 
proper gorgeous. So I, it, that was really nice. And so I went, I had my pasta supper and then got into bed and um, ate a whisper bar, which was rather nice, which I'd bought oh, with that me. Is nice. And watched Mean Girls. Oh, that's so nice. <laughs> it's great. That sounds like the best, best time. Bit. It yeah. was, it, it, it was the, was was the, the best, best bit. bit. Yeah. <laughs> I loved it. I loved it. And then I guess what was really great was that, so the following day, I remember last October, which was my first kind of in-person London marathon, that all the night before I was plotting and planning and getting really stressed. Oh, there was a, there was also a train strike, I think, um, last year, mm. which kind of had added to the concerns about travel and things like that. But this year it was so nice to know exactly what I was doing, know where I was going. Um, you know, I was able to kind of, um, just kind of like not think about it too much. Yeah. Um, Cause you know, I knew I was going to set my alarm for half six. I knew I was going to go and have breakfast and then I'd come back and try and have about 17 poos. And then you know the drill gonna, a bit more. I know yeah. the drill Yeah, and then go. And I knew that because, um, I was really lucky to have got this place from London marathon, um, that they, they give you um, hospitality at the start and finish. So it meant that I could go to the hospitality tent at the beginning and it's nice to turn up super early because you're in the kind of the warm, there's loose there. Um, this does feel, this feels very, very privileged. So I am. That's okay. I think it's, you know, I'm, I'm quite interested. This is the glam bit that we're all interested to hear yeah. about. The rest of us oh. riffraff will use a smelly portaloo, but you <sighs> encountered Ian Beale there. Am I right? <laughs> yeah. I did. <laughs> so last year, Ta- yeah, yeah, Chris Evans and stuff. Chris last Evans, year, right? tell tell me about the yeah the glam bits. Who was I in had, the the VIP? I, to, I don't think I spoke. No, okay. So the only famous person that I spoke to for one second was when I was saying. So Sharifa was there doing. Some oh, nice little kind of reels and things. So we had a hug, and she was at the time that we had a hug. She was talking to Rob Deering, the comedian, and um, and she said. Oh, do you know Rob? And I said, hi. And he said, I'm just going to go and have a pee. Okay. (laughs) (laughs) So that's what I got out of him. But then the more I thought about it, the more I thought, wasn't he the one that slammed a door in my face when we were at the National Running Show last year? And I think he probably was. So I just don't think he likes me. Oh, Esther, he's not a fan. (laughs) I don't think he's not a fan of your comedic stylings. No, I don't think he is. (laughs) Um, But basically, it's a huge marquee. I can't picture him. Will you bear with me if I just quickly Google what he looks like? He looks a bit like the other comedian that looks a bit like him. I was just thinking about, I'm thinking about Rob Beckett. Oh my God, he actually yes. does look a bit like Rob Beckett. That's what I mean. Don't yes. you remember? Because I, I kind of slagged off Rob Beckett and then thought, oh no, hang on. Rob Beckett isn't a runner, but Rob Deering is. So it must have been Rob Deering. Yeah. Actually, the show, yes, because he does I think a podcast with... All of his yeah. pictures of him running. And I think yeah. we talked about him last time and we referred to him as that Rob comedian with the teeth. <laughs> yeah. And actually there are two. There are yeah. two. There are yeah. two of those. Yeah. I know who you mean. Yes. Yes. So him. <laughs> hey, I'm back So in the he room. was there. He was there. Chris <laughs> Evans was there with his wife and entourage and Vassos and all of that lot. Vassos dressed as a minion. Um, oh, nice. He did that last just, year, didn't he? Yeah, he did it again. He's big into that. He, he's, he's a big, big fan that. of the Minion films and <laughs> yeah. uh, and merch. Exactly. Um, 
<laughs> who else was there? Oh, so the, the, well, basically, there was all of that kind of Babs Army stuff, you know. Um, oh yeah, for Barbara uh, Windsor, uh, husband widower. Uh, yeah, Bar- Barbara's husband yeah. and this kind of team of people, mostly from EastEnders, but also from other sort of yeah. celeb outworks. So there was Sonia from EastEnders. Oh my God, Sonia from EastEnders. That yeah. is actually iconic. <laughs> She's such a hun. I love I her. So she okay. was there. But I, I didn't speak to any of these people. I was just sort of standing. No, no, just near, look at them. That's them what I do. And looking at them. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And and obviously amongst <laughs> was them. Was Adele Ian there? Beale. Adele Roberts. Yes, she was there. She was there. Sorry, not Adele. I realised when you say Adele, that sounds... Adele Roberts <laughs> like Adele, was I was yeah. referring to, yeah. Adele Roberts was definitely there. She did a fantastic... She did it in three hours 30. Oh, bloody hell. I know. That was actually... I didn't tell you that, but, you know, the the friend who I was talking about that had run 27.3 or whatever instead, Yeah, she was like on Facebook... I don't know whether she listens to this. I have absolutely no idea. I, wouldn't, I haven't spoken to her for, yeah, a very, very long time. But she put, was so gutted that I didn't think I was going to be able to do the London Marathon this year. Um, I, um, yeah, had a, had a sore knee at the end of last week that meant that I was really struggling to walk. So totally thought it was going to be a write-off. Really pleased to say, though, managed to get a PB of three hours, 22 or something. And I was like, oh, fucking hell. <laughs> Piss off. Yeah. People. People. Like I did, do you know what? Who I really them? noticed. No, they. Yeah, exactly. They're all <laughs> assholes. Um, I noticed rather gratifyingly, actually, um, on Instagram. And maybe this is because of the people that I choose to follow and stuff. But the, but the people, although my feed was chocker with lots of women holding up their London Marathon medals, it was no not chocker with PBs. No, I was. Go, I loved women. that. That's I agree. Great. Go women. There is. I mean, if you want, if you're super proud of a PB or a time, then absolutely you shout, shout about from it. it. Yeah, do yeah, it. Yeah, 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 but do it. I am very here for I've run the race and I'm really proud yeah. of myself as yeah. all you need to put in a social media post or whatever. Exactly. You exactly. don't need to go because it does just mean that I looked at that and I have been slightly, you know, listening to the Coldplay, watching people dress as yeah. letterboxes and I'd gone, oh, would be so amazing to do and then I saw she put that yeah um and I was like well there's no fucking point is there I'm gonna do it ever in my life why she couldn't walk last week and she's run 323 (laughs) and yet and yet no matter how shit I feel today and how shit I felt last night I ran and I hold up what was that Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt free. Hello, Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan, crusted chicken, or garlic, butter, shrimp, scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello, Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. Quality sleep is essential. That's why the Sleep Number Smart Bed is designed for your ever-evolving sleep needs. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature? Sleep Number Smart Beds let you individualize your comfort, so you sleep better together. 
J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, save 50% on the Sleep Number Limited Edition smart bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com slash awards. Only at a Sleep Number store or sleepnumber.com. Again, we, I've just been saying times don't matter. Times don't matter, Hole. But, no. But... That said, <laughs> parcel that out, put to one side, because I did run it faster than Ian Beale. <gasps> oh, fuck Ian Beale. <laughs> I'm joking. Ian Beale seems lovely, but I'm very proud of you for that. <laughs> I am gutted I didn't get a selfie. I just got a picture of the back of his shirt. Back of his but, shirt, um, yeah, 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 yeah. So, um, yeah, anyway, yeah, so that was that was all really lovely. And also, I bumped into, um, oh, yeah, right, so I bumped into... Um, you know the lovely Kate, who I spent most of my time in Gran Canaria with, who works oh, yeah. for Runners World. Mm-hmm. So I bumped into her; didn't realise she was doing it. Do we get Dave to bleep out Runners World? Yeah, bleep out Runners World. Um, <laughs> bastards! Um, but but she is so lovely, and um, it was so nice to have a mate. So um, we had a nice big hug and, oh, that's and she, nice. I mean she was she was off to do it in a super speedy time kind of thing so that was it was but it was just so lovely to have you know when you're having all your nerves of just going oh should I have a fourth coffee or should I go yeah. for the poo or and there's just someone there saying can you hold my bag and and I'll go mm-hmm. and get you a banana that sort of thing um but the other amazing thing about this hospitality tent thing is that it's right on the side of the start line and they've got um like a veranda at the front of it and you can go out and you can look at the wheelchair set. I'm going to do a reel later on. Oh, it's a veranda. Mm. So, a veranda when you... <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> anyway. Um, so, we were able to go out there and see like all the elites start. Yeah. All that kind of thing. So, that was great. Um, so, we were, we, me and Kate were out there and we were sort of videoing, you know, the start of the wheelchairs or whatever. And um, it's all very exciting. And as we were sort of talking, it was all quite busy. We turned around and she almost <laughs> slammed into Elliot Kipchoge, who <gasps> with his little entourage, honestly, it, it was like entourage because he was there in oh, a Nike so tracksuit cool. thing with about three or four people like flanking him to walk him to do like an interview at the front. And then and every time he walked anywhere, there were two people in front and two people behind. It oh, was, that's so it was cool! Astonishing. In He's case a tiny he just gets guy. bundled into the back of a van, or, or yeah, something. just or mobbed. I think. But yeah, <laughs> yeah but she's, she she almost <laughs> Kate almost sent him flying. So we're like, oh, and He's then we quite little. Him. He's tiny. Oh, yeah. there we go. Yeah, interesting. So I He's was very lovely, within... isn't he? I was enjoying watching very his nice. um, coverage. When yeah, I was watching it at home. He's he's a nice bloke. He genuinely seems, seems like a really really nice yeah, bloke. Yeah, he does. So that was all really really nice. And then we like um, the other well, the, the big huge benefit of being there, and I do understand this is a privilege, is that you don't have to wait in a pen, and you can just bundle out and start not with the elites, although you know <laughs> that'd be nice. <laughs> It'd be nice. Um, but you just bundle out and you can start. So I I was supposed to start at eleven. Um, and I started much closer to 10, like quarter past 10 or something. And you just oh, sort that's of go good. Little... So you can just, so what time did you, f- oh, in fact, I know it was about half past two. Yes, I finished about half past two. So, yeah. um, so it was all, it was all fine. But so then, so the race itself, um, 
so first of all, first of all, my my Audible packed up. So I'd, I'd oh, no. specifically downloaded a book I knew that would see me through and would be fun. And I couldn't listen to it. So I had to listen to some other things. I had to kind of make some choices on the fly as I was running. Um, but it was sort of all right. It was okay. Um, but I'm trying to remember. I'm going back to my list here. Mm-hmm. Um, right. Okay. I thought you were having a look in your Audible and I was like, shall we expose ourselves? No, I shan't. I shan't. No, I'm, I'm not, not going no, to tell you because I listen to such shit. Um, yeah. Unless so you're best... interested in Michelle Visage's autobiography, then <laughs> you're not going to like, you're not going to like what's on my Audible. <laughs> I love that. Um, <sighs> I, well, what I, I tell you what I really wanted to listen to was uh, really good, actually. The Monica... Helsley. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. I Um, I saw lots of people reading that whenever the last time we were on a plane was maybe Paris. That's Mm -hmm. right. Well, I was reading it at some point, and yeah, it's absolutely brilliant. (laughs) It's probably me. Yeah, (laughs) that was who was reading. Loved it. It It was fabulous, absolutely fabulous. So I wanted to download it and listen to it. Anyway, it didn't work. So, um, right, okay. So, um, I'm trying to change over my legs at the moment. Okay. Oh, take your time. Take your time. Right. Okay. So the be- these on my list, I've got these little things. Um, um, the best, the best sign that I saw being oh, held yeah? up. Turns out this does actually. There were loads of people held, held this sign, but when I saw it the first time, I was like, "That's genius!" And thought it was the first ever time. And it was, "If I see you collapse, I'll pause your Garmin." Oh, nice! I like that. <laughs> like, That's a, a little lot. meme almost. <laughs> yeah. That's good. That's good. I like that very much. <laughs> um, <laughs> then. Um, so so then then basically the run itself which was which was sort of okay mm-hmm. it was sort of all right i was doing i was aiming for sort of 10 minute ish miles and and you nailed I was, that i sort of did that you did i was um, watching your splits and they were very very good it was okay it it was definitely different and i can definitely i can see on I felt way more uncomfortable than last time. And when I look at it back on Strava against last time, I can see that it is more uncomfortable in the, the almost the first three quarters of it or, or first half to first three quarters that I PR every split, every mile is faster than the, the mile that I did equivalently in October. Mm. And then it, then it switches. So the last sort of third... Um, where I, where I'm not doing it as, and I, I, it's not, there's not a lot in it. It's like, you know, a couple of seconds per mile or whatever, but I definitely felt much more uncomfortable. I was kind of in physical mm. pain, but oh. it, but emotionally from, I remember, um, going over Tower Bridge, which is 12 miles and thinking, this is really taking a fucking long time yeah this is i'm finding this really quite painful um like i still had the same joy at six miles when i saw the cutty suck there that was still i, I nearly sent your belief booster then oh, i didn't get amazing. my act together in time <laughs> <laughs> i i love that and i think there's there's something there the crowds are huge at that point and um and it's it's just joyous running around the cutty suck and it's it's for me there's kind of because i'm southeast london there's a real like attachment to it yeah um and, and it bones just, and it, are home yeah, yeah yeah exactly um so it felt really really lovely but the um and and also you're, why is you're it kind called of, the cutty sock can i just say uh it's to what do, a weird name can we acknowledge what a weird strange. name that is isn't it to do with tobacco 
I can't remember. I can't remember. Oh, maybe. Um, Cuttings. Anyway, so, I don't know. So as I was... Um, uh, yeah, so that's that's when you're on six miles. So you're actually feeling relatively fresh there. And I was trying really, really hard to do exactly what I'd done last year and to kind of pull myself back and not not go too far. So I was feeling okay then. But yeah, by 12 miles, I was feeling a bit shit. And then you go into Canary Wharf after Tower Bridge at 12. And um, oh my God, it was just... I'd forgotten quite how long you are in the kind of the dark lands of of London uh-huh. and going around. And even though it's populated, that's not like it was like when my mum ran it in 84, where you just don't, there's like one person going, who the fuck are these people? Yeah. There's, there are crowds and there's bands and the crowds and bands were, I'd say more than last year. Okay. It felt even more populated and stuff, but it's not, it's not joyous to look at. You feel very enclosed and you know you've got a long way to go because you you sort of get on there and and after about a mile you're suddenly at 13 miles and you don't come out of it and I think this was awful for me mentally mm. was um you you run past people going in the other direction and I'd forgotten what that mile switchover is but that someone on a big loudspeaker called it out and was saying, look at these runners, they've got to the 22 mile point. And I, we were just entering 13. And I was like, oh, I don't want to hear about that. Fuck. No. So I, yeah. that was that was a really low point. Um, and, and then I just had to use that jail strategy of going, of blocking the time out, um, which was okay. But I ripped by about 17 or 18. I had to do it mile by mile. I really had to go like literally running along, just going 18, 18, 18, 18, 18. Yeah, oh, <laughs> honestly, I, I'm with you, yeah. Just awful. And then yeah. there was one mile, and I think it was 15, I missed the mile marker. And I can't remember why. Um, because there are more than just mile markers. There's mile markers, but there's also kilometre markers. Mm. Um, so at some point you get like, you know, a mile marker, then you'll get like a 35 kilometre marker, then you'll get another mile, you know. So sometimes, anyway, so I missed one and that threw me because I kept on looking down at my Garmin and it said 15.4 and I was like oh bollocks am I that far out yeah um but happily I'd missed it so that was quite good but what was the the nicest bit around there was that um two of our pod squad were I was gonna ask you that whether you saw any pod squadders I didn't see there were lots though I did get a couple of messages I got distracted by Ian Beale so I forgot to ask you (laughs) tell me well there were I know that there were a couple of people out there and I didn't see people yeah so there were some missed some missed people but I did see um Zeph and Lou you know oh, who the, yeah the lovely we've people, met them yeah. a couple of times yeah and um I'd run into Zeph at the London Expo because she works for Hoka mm-hmm. so we'd had a hug there and she said that she'd be at mile 16 or 17 I think she said um so I was kind of looking out for them and then um it got to kind of mile 17 I was like I've not seen them they're not here Mm-hmm. or they've moved or I've just I've missed them I've missed them or whatever but then suddenly they were there and they were right next to me so I just had this big shout of my name just as I ran past from both of them and I saw both their faces and that was really uplifting for at least the next mile I was like I had that and that was really lovely and then I, I also saw Sharifa at yeah. kind of 22 I think and again that was that That's was really nice. nice as well that was really lovely um so, I mean the the really lovely parts there's two cheer bits, just general cheer bits, which um, 
are incredibly uplifting. And one of them is Run Dem Crew. Mm-hmm. It's really, really loud. It's really colourful. It's just, it's really, really nice. And it's big. There's loads yeah. of people there. So that feels really nice. That inspires you to have a bit of a smile. So that felt really nice. And the, then after that, I think it's after that, you get like Rainbow Row. I was going to ask you about Rainbow Row because when I was watching the coverage, it looked like there may be a stage and there may have been drag performances going on. Holly, you would have fucking loved it. I think I just would have run back and forth around around Rainbow Row. It was was amazing. (laughs) They were playing, I think they were playing Queen. There was definitely a bit where someone played Wham and that really cheered me up. I was like... Mate, if you can just play Wham all the way along, yeah, I would be really, I might be really able to super do fucking this. happy. Anything for George, basically. But um, Rainbow Row, it was it was beautiful because it was so so colourful. It was really long, mm. so lots of it. It wasn't just like one kind of cheer. It just it, just lots of stuff going on. There's lots of colour, lots of excitement, lots of banners, lots of shouting, loads of music. Um, there was um, someone at one point. We were running. I don't. I don't know if this was anything to do with it. But at one point, someone had like a kind of like a ticker tape gun thing. So they kind of did a big bang, and then all this ticker tape came down on top of us. But oh, that's but lovely. Lots of us, it was lovely, but lots of us were quite startled. Ah, and did some people <laughs> maybe inhale them? There was a guy next to me who was like, <laughs> yeah. So there was there was that potential choking but, hazard, but I tell a you, lovely you sentiment. Know, a lovely sentiment. Equally a lovely sentiment was a little bit further on where two people had bubble machines on either side of the road. And that was to do with some kind of cheer wave, I think. And that, you know, from afar, and I'm sure that on camera, that probably looked like a really lovely thing, but it had been raining. So as far as I'm concerned, I'm going into what is just a slippery nightmare. A fairy liquid swamp. Yeah. Yeah. Mm -hmm. So I don't think that was a very good idea. Um, but yeah, I how just, was the, how did you find the weather? Like, what was it like? It was because all right. sometimes I mean, running in nasty rain is actually weirdly quite nice, isn't it? Because it's yeah. like it's cool and um, I don't know, it makes you sort of want to get it over with quicker. I don't know yeah. what it is, but I don't mind yeah. running in the rain. But it did it's, look uh, very wet. It was. It was. Um, yeah, it was. There were there were bits where it did. It we got proper properly drenched, mm-hmm. um, and that wasn't. It wasn't great, but it was it was fine. I think the only thing was that, um, again, in terms of the stuff that they lay on for you as runners, that they still had quite a lot of sort of showers, which when it's warm, it's just it's joyous to run through that. But it did seem surplus to requirements. At, yeah, yeah, <laughs> and you could see that people were trying to get out of the way of it a lot. um so I think that could have been that was maybe slightly misjudged yeah um but it was just yeah I think the last 10 miles the last 10 miles I think were really painful really it felt really slow um my hip started seizing up Mm. and then at mile 20 I ran out of electrolytes and oh. um, so that was in my water, in my, yeah. in my camelback. And so I had all my gels, but I'd, I'd had a stomach cramp at about 17, and um, which really made me worried. Mm. Um, and it went, but I know that the thing that was making everything kind of work and, and be okay was to have 
um, to eat, eat the gel, but make sure I was having liquid with it yeah. to make sure that it wasn't just sort of sitting at the pit, pit of my stomach. Um, and to, and that sent me into a bit of a panic at Mar 20, just going oh, bollocks. Cause that's mm. two liters that I'd got through. Um, so then I picked yeah, up a bottle a of water. Mm-hmm. It was a lot. Yeah. I picked up a bottle of water from one of the things. Um, and started having that, but I was so used to having the electrolytes. Anyway, it, it, it kind of threw me slightly. Okay. Um, and it was okay. And then I had a gulp of Lucasade at another station, maybe about 22, I think. Oh, Lucasade um, is the life juice, isn't it? Yeah, it did. It felt like that. But then, <laughs> but because I hadn't been training with it, again, that made me feel... I, yeah. And also, I, I just think anything that I ingested from 22 onwards was going to feel a bit like, mm, not sure about that. Danger zone. You did a say to zone. me, and it was one of my favourite quotes that you've said in a while um before when I, I wished you luck um you text me saying shitting myself mainly about shitting myself <laughs> I enjoyed yeah. that that made me laugh quite a lot yeah, yeah so you and had I did, slight well, danger zone I had danger zone and, uh, and I do think that, yeah yeah but yeah at mile 17 I definitely and I because I remember it specifically being mile 17 because I thought wasn't mile 17 when I had to run off the towpath and do that whole thing. Um, so I just had the cursed mile, the cursed mile. Yeah, exactly. So I was, I was worried about that. But then after that, then I really just had to, I think the phrase is dig deep. Yes. So, mm, so every mile, I just had to be absolutely within that mile and within that sort of section. Um, and I'd forgotten, like, everything seems so fucking long. Mm. Everything is so long. Like, you see Big Ben and it's like, that's fucking miles away. And you just have to keep on running and running and running towards it. And then when you get to it, you think, well, I must be almost there, right? You know, crowds are bigger. And, yeah. uh, <clears throat> and it's still, you're still like at mile 25 or 24 and a bit or something. Anyway, it just it just keeps on. It's like those weird cameras where everything gets distorted and you're sort of standing there and then everything goes in the background and it's like that's yeah. how it feels everything's just really wrong and I just yeah so but I did it and it was fine but it did just feel it felt definitely more physically painful emotionally harder I felt less uplifted by it but I'm I so think- sorry I was trying to dig into what I wanted to pick in your brain about uh and I'm doing a horrid movement like I'm peeling (laughs) Esther's brain apart um was why do we do it when it's horrible yeah and I guess I was just sort of thinking about that because I was thinking about it feels like it was quite tough for quite a lot of people this time around and there are definitely pod squatters that I've seen and and fellow runners and stuff that I've seen on social media who have brilliant runs. I'm really proud of lots of people who did it for the first time and absolutely smashed yeah. it and ran their race and went at their pace and were really mm-hmm. pleased with with how it all went and are probably just riding high still before the hangover. Yeah. Um, <laughs> but obviously you, we talked a bit about Josie, that you know, it, it felt like there were quite a few of our friends and stuff who had a tough old run and I was yeah. trying I was thinking about what is it that mean that makes us still do it even when it's like that because there's something isn't there I guess it's um yeah I don't I don't know I mean it's the goal it's the goal 
centric nature of it that you, yeah. know, you have that thing but it's you know it's like Christmas or a birthday or anything it's having something to aim for but mm. it's it's supposed to be about how you <clears throat> how you feel afterwards mm. and you just feel was, like you slightly missed out on that a little bit this time a little bit I mean it was it was lovely to stop don't get me wrong that was really nice and it was lovely to get my medal and I did feel choked up <clears throat> And did um, you have snacks that you were really excited about? Not hugely, not hugely. I did. I think that was, I felt very jealous of other people. There was I saw um, a friend on Instagram after she'd finished and she went and had a burger and chips. And I was like, oh, I really want to do that. But I was so, rushing so hard to get to Paddington. And I didn't have anyone to like I, my dad met me at the end, but he was going home. Um, so it was like I didn't have anyone to like to to go woo with to be with. Yeah. Mm. And I think. I think one thing that that didn't help as well was I came back home. So long fucking journey, packed fucking train, really unpleasant, you know. Um, and then I get home and I got home at precisely the wrong time, like about half past seven. And the kids were kind of in the sort of slight witching hour. Uh-huh. The arsenic and, hour, my dad used to call that, which is oh, the arsenic hour. It's great. Yeah, but, it is. Oh, <laughs> it's my God. quite a good description. Very apt. And Felix was um, in the middle of her second wind. So she was like a little wind up bunny. Mm. Um, and Ted was faking depression up in the bedroom. Mm. And, you know, Dave, with the best will in the world, was just keen for me to be home so he wasn't single parenting <clears throat> and because I live in a family of two small kids and a grown-up that doesn't like running mm. it just felt very uncelebratory yeah so I think that felt very very deflating to come back to a house that was like that mm-hmm. um so I think the best thing I should have done would become come back and we should have recorded the podcast last night oh we should have done we should have gone for a bloody pint last night shouldn't we should have gone for a pint yeah yeah it would have been one of those so it just yeah it feels and I definitely felt I had a moment where this morning I was taking the kids to school and there was a there were a couple of lovely parents who knew that I was doing it and then two women and they separately asked me and both times I had to really hold myself together because I felt very 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 weepy this morning I sort of feel a bit better now. I haven't haven't. Yeah. Do you feel a Do you feel a pressure that as a as a woman in sport, as an as a professional athlete, (laughs) do you feel like you have to go? Oh my goodness, that was the best run ever. I killed it, and I love running so much. Every time you run, um, yes and no. I think I feel like I have to do it, um, in print. I don't, I feel like I can be honest here. Yeah, you can. I was going to say because we all love you and just want to hear your thoughts. Yeah, and it wasn't it wasn't disastrous. I didn't I didn't have you know I didn't fall over. At no, Tash, sometimes it's just Thompson fell over. Did she? Yeah, it was just so I di- I didn't fall over. I didn't have a horrible time. I didn't have to like seek any kind of medical help. I do feel ravaged today yeah but I mean I think that's probably quite normal so I don't it doesn't feel but yeah I do I just feel really sad about it but then I think that's um I mean as I say and as I said at the beginning I think that might be a hormonal issue as much yeah, as and you else. have had a blo- yeah hormonal things hang running hangover run over mm. rung rung over yeah 
Um, at, we'll work, we'll <laughs> workshop it. Uh, and then the whole thing of the fact that like this time round, if you compare your experience to last year, which I'm sure it's very easy to do, even mm. though it's not your it's not last year. It's not the same. It's a completely different kettle of fish. But I understand how easy it must be to think, oh, when I did this a few months ago, it was this. Um, But you have had a much, much more difficult training experience. Um, You have also had lots and lots more stress going on in your life. And it's also not your first one because I think it's like, like we were saying, Mm. I don't think that you do one and done with marathons. I think there are lots of ways to keep yourself motivated if you want to do more or whatever, or you might enjoy them if you're mentally disturbed. But (laughs) I think if you, there must be a real Christmas slash birthday thing about you're doing your first marathon. Oh God, yeah. It's, it's, you know, it's only been six months and you're you're already doing another one I mean if you had a birthday in in six months I know you and you would be like oh not a bloody birthday again I've just had one six months you would (laughs) I know I would be (laughs) (laughs) I've had enough of these yeah no that that is true I I do remember I can't well I can't remember who it was that said to me but some uh, uh, someone that had run a lot of marathons said to me ahead of October said oh I'm really jealous of you because and we were both running it I'm really jealous because this is your first one and you never get to repeat the first Mm. one again and she's absolutely right the first the first time it makes it's it has made me not want to do it again um leave it for a bit don't worry you have you have got a marathon coming up but it will be such a different experience very different experience yeah yeah. you know you don't feel down on yourself because you are quite literally doing a marathon again in a few months time but it's going to be (laughs) one that you yeah whole different kettle of fish no pressure I've said kettle of fucking fish so many times this episode um (laughs) (laughs) it doesn't mean anything but um it will be a whole different experience and you know that that's something that you can very much take at your own pace and you will Jeff and it will be fine exactly so. exactly that yeah yeah yeah, yeah. I, and I, I just I think um yeah I I'm not I'm not overly concerned about doing London again um I might do but it's not yeah it's not something I feel like I I like after I did it the first time I was like I want to do this every single year that's yeah. how I felt about it. I was so, so desperate to do it again because mm-hmm. um, I loved it so much. And and this time, it's not that I, it's not that I didn't love it, and it's not that anything went bad. I can't really put my finger on why I feel so kind of glum. But mm. I think it's all the things that you've mentioned. It's just yeah, it's hormonal. I've got the kind of the day after blues sort of thing. Mm. Although they seem to kind of crack on fairly early on mm. uh, post race. Um, but you know, I. I I think living vicariously through the other people that were also doing it, that that was the real joy for me, yeah. was to see everyone else on on the gram. And the messages I got were just incredible. I couldn't even keep on top of them. And yeah. people were so lovely and said the nicest things. They was just so... It was really quite overwhelming but in a really really nice way yeah Um, there have been so many 
well, so many Instagram messages that I saw for you, but we've also had lots of emails in from pod squadders. They've been chatting away on the Patreon Discord chat, which if you're not on the Discord chat, you're only getting half the story. Um, (laughs) And yeah, it's been, it has been a huge amount of lovely loveliness. And I think that's always a nice... A silver yeah. lining, isn't it? But you're you're so right. I think sometimes it's just and just because you felt last year like you wanted to do it every year, and this year you feel like you would never like to do it again. You'd like to undo a marathon rather than do another one. Um, I think it doesn't mean that either of those are true. They're just thoughts that you had about yeah. each one. You know, like there's that. I'm sure there'll be races where you probably will do more marathons. You might even do more London marathons. And I'm sure there'll be others that you go, that was bloody brilliant. I love it so much. And there'll be others where you go, oh, that was really hard. And it's just your interpretation of different experiences that are are different. Absolutely. And it's one one Mm. of those things where, you you know, if you follow if you follow runners on Instagram and you see people that have done lots of London marathons before, you sort of think that you feel that you need to feel a certain way or that you will feel a certain way. Yeah, but it's not set um, in stone and it's doesn't no. and it's not a prescriptive thing. Um like just because you had a, you've had a good London marathon doesn't mean you love London marathons and just because you've had a bad one doesn't mean you hate them and it's just yeah. your body and your brain and how you dealt with running 26 miles on that day and um, there'll be other other times that you'll get to your brain will get to form different opinions on that experience. I'm yeah. proud of you and you did it. And that Thank is, you. I'm sure looking back on this one, you'll be mo- most proud of this one eventually when the, when the cloud has lifted yeah, a bit. Maybe. Yeah. Because a few you days t- yeah, well, pushed I through. <laughs> yeah. yeah, it does. Yeah. It did feel like that's actually a very good use of words because, um, yeah, it did feel like pushing. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, it felt really hard though do you know what one thing that was that was quite uplifting was a couple of days before I did it I had an email from um oh Tasha Akers who does earth runs Mm -hmm. and she sent a very very lovely message um wishing me luck and stuff and one thing she said was um because I think this had happened to her she said remember if you get overtaken by a rhino rhinos move really fucking fast and um, I remembered that. And halfway through, I was overtaken by a fucking rhino. No, you weren't. Oh, my God. Oh, let's talk about that, because that was actually one of the um, one of my highlights of your last London Marathon experience was telephone box bloke, six people in a fruit basket. Who did you see this time? Were there any corkers? Oh, there were some nice ones, but I there wasn't quite as many. It didn't feel like I was, maybe I just wasn't in the right crowd. Maybe um, because you started a bit earlier this year. Maybe you I started with, a bit earlier. You were with some of the more yeah. serious runners. Oh my God, yeah. the other thing that we really need to talk about was, um, was it chaos when being in London for everybody's alarm thing going off? Actually. Oh, was it okay? No. So I was one of the people that didn't, it didn't come <gasps> through for me. Oh no. Oh, well. Yeah. Just letting you know, we're in an emergency <laughs> alert period. This well, is for any international listeners. This is so random, um, yeah. but we had a uh, emergency alarm test thing. I think a lot of 
in a lot of other places like in Canada and the US and stuff, they've already got systems set up for that that are quite often used for things like tornadoes or like earthquakes or hurricanes or I think yeah, even maybe yeah. sometimes missing people, it will like just go off to the people in that area or something so they can keep an eye or something like that. Mm. But um, we haven't got anything like that in the UK because we, I don't know, I guess we just always think everything's going to be awful <laughs> and it's no surprises <laughs> yeah. when it is. But the, the, the government have been working on setting one up and it, and uh, I did see that some, and it all went off at th- everybody's phone then, supposedly, though yeah. Esther's not, went off mm-hmm. at 3 p.m. on Sunday. And my first thought when I saw that was, I was like, that's going to be during the London Marathon and there will almost yeah. definitely be a lot of people still running there oh, at, yeah, three, yeah, yeah. at yeah. 3 p.m. So yeah. I, I'd finished by then and I was chatting to my dad and at the time that it would have gone off, I was getting changed. So there was a little changing room. So I was, I was getting changed into a kind of a, into a, a non-drenched top and stuff. <clears throat> and um, went to go and see my dad afterwards. Realised it had just gone three o'clock. And I went, oh, did you get that alarm thing? Because um, it didn't go off on my phone. And he said, um, so yeah, what was that all about then? And it's like, how, what have you not read? He just yeah, he hadn't been aware of it It was everywhere, wasn't it? But it was also, yeah. it must have been completely terrifying if mm. you didn't know what it was, because the alarm noise that it made was really freaky. It it yeah. wasn't quite like a sort of, uh, a, yeah, um, what do you call those sort of sirens that you'd have if you needed to go into the bomb shelter or something. Oh, yeah. It wasn't yeah. quite like that, but it, an air raid siren. It wasn't quite that bad, but it was like, a, a, it sounded like a, it was like an aggressive alarm. And then yeah. it comes up with a thing saying severe alert. And then underneath, <gasps> when you read on, it was like, this is a test but we're establishing this thing to send everybody a severe alert warning. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I think that must have been really scary if you didn't know I think, what yeah, it was. lots of runners. And I wonder if it would have come through on people's like headphones and stuff if they were running. Or I think it, it must have been. And surely it came <gasps> up in people's garments just saying severe alert. <gasps> Probably, yeah. And you would have thought, I'm because I'm about to have a heart attack. Yeah, if you were us. that, and then they'd be, and then then if you were like a yeah, if you're running and it's your Garmin and everything, you'd be like, has that fucked up my Garmin or yeah. my Strava or my you know what's it done? What's it done? Because you suddenly and how do you clear quite... it? Yeah, yeah. Ooh. It was, yeah, no, was it was quite was... dramatic. But you, but so you it, you were one of the people that it didn't reach. Yes, because I'm on three, so it didn't come through to me. Mm, there we go. Um, yeah. It came through to me while I was because I'd done the some of the coverage of the elite news stuff that was going on in the morning, mm. um, and so I was having a late lunch when all the marathon stuff had, had like main marathon coverage had kind of finished. So I was cooking. It was right when uh, we were making a sort of brunchy thing, though more like mm. brinner. Yeah, what is that at that L- stage? L- Lupper. Lupper at that stage yeah um and it was one of those things where we had like you know mushrooms on a in a pan mm. something into roast in the oven blah 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 and a bit like it always makes me feel like Ross from Friends where he's trying to have that dinner party where he's like I'm fine but like everything's going off at the same time and uh so I had kind of multiple timers going off and then that happened and I was like oh, what the fuck is that now I've just taken the tomatoes out and then I realized it was uh it was the emergency alarm it was the end of the world yeah. <laughs> it was the end of the world oh dear what now fuck's sake yeah I I really feel like I would rather I mean I think it's definitely useful I suppose that they're telling us 
you know, an, a hurricane is incoming or something so that we can, don't know, do whatever you, huddle, <laughs> scream. Yeah, yeah, I don't know. Yeah. <laughs> I don't want to know if a nuclear missile is going to strike me. Yeah. That... I don't want to know. And that's surely alerting everybody to that fact a few minutes before is only just going to create total chaos for everybody's last few minutes on Earth. Yeah, I know. It is, it's horrible, isn't it? Because it does, because all the Putin stuff, and I know this is really not talking about running, but... Um, no, but let's talk about nuclear warfare. <laughs> but having lived through particularly the 80s, my parents were both big into CND mm. and um, and there was, you know, we went on lots of demonstrations and lots of marches and things. And um, it was a time for me, and it was when there was a leaflet that was put through our our doors um, called Protect and Survive or something like that. And it was what to do in the event of a nuclear war. Oh, no, thank Because the Cold you. War was really kicking off at that mm. stage. And it was, you know, there was Greenham Common, there was Molesworth, there was all this stuff. Um, and, there, and also the nuclear thing, there was also Sellafield, except it wasn't called Sellafield, it was called something else before then. There had been a, a bit of a kind of... A smaller version of um uh what was the russian one called um uh what was the russian disaster called Ch oh, uh, chernobyl chernobyl, chernobyl. Mm -hmm. yeah um it's like a smaller there was a, like a sort of a crack in it or whatever and then they had to they they part of, part of the marketing team behind that when they kind of covered it up with some plaster and stuff is they just renamed that nuclear place to sell oh, nice. it was I mean yeah Chernobyl really missed a trick there didn't they I'm sure it would have all been fine if they'd have just <laughs> exactly. called it something else yeah just, just <laughs> called it Milton Keynes and it'd be fine yeah. um but during that time there was also um have you ever read um the I've got no words today have I um what's that cartoon book um by the guy that wrote the Father Christmas books. <laughs> I'm not getting anywhere here, am I? No, um, who wrote is I'm it, not sure who wrote the Father Christmas books. Is it books. Where the Wind Blows? Um, or Where the Wind Blows? No. Uh, haven't, haven't read that. Do I yeah, want to? And it's, it's, it's Raymond Briggs. Um, when the Wind Blows. And no, you really fucking don't. So no. that, that used to be something that me and my brother read and it was about a really lovely... Um, older couple and in and there's basically there, there's a nuclear bomb hits and it's kind of they've had all the leaflets and they've been that down the library and they've got all the information and he knows what to do and he's kind of it's about the futility of what to do in that yeah event, because what are you they both do? die in the end and it's just it's so bleak um but me and my brother were terrified Absolutely. yeah i mean as as many kids were as many grown-ups were at that time because yeah. you just thought it was all going to be kicking off i had and... really bad anxiety um like i hadn't had since i first got the kind of panic disorder stuff in 2022 2021 yeah um and uh when putin invaded ukraine because really? yeah. yeah i know that there was nothing to suggest immediately that there was going to be a nuclear incident but for some reason i just like was lying awake at night thinking about it and imagining it and i think it's because it's so out of our control that mm. it just feels like there's nothing what what am i going to go oh oh putin oh oh please don't oh yeah. i've got um you know the finale of drag race to watch tomorrow <laughs> or whatever <laughs> yeah. Oh, you know what's he gonna say to that so 
I think because it feels very out of our control. Anyway, yeah, absolutely. Is this? We sh- should we have? Should we have gone down this? Path? We shouldn't have gone down this path. It's made me feel even worse. Oh, it's well, so bleak, let's isn't it? Feel. Let's rejoice at the futility of life. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you for listening. Come and join us on Patreon. You can get a ton of extra Pod Squad benefits from just £2 a month, including behind the scenes newsletters, free access to monthly live chats, and you can join our Pod Squad chat room too. For just £6 a month, you can listen to bonus podcasts as well. Go to Patreon, that's P A T R E O N dot com forward slash women's running to find out more. This podcast was recorded over Zencaster. The editor and composer was David Newman. Please hit like and subscribe. That way you won't miss the next episode. Do please email us at wrpodcast at anthem.co.uk with any questions or running stories as we would love to include them in a future podcast. Happy running. catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row dreaming of something better well hello fresh is your guilt-free dream come true baby it's me geeky palmer let's wake up those taste buds with hot juicy pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi Mm. hello fresh stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at hellofresh.com let's get this dinner party started Imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. That's what you'll feel with and Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that and Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus get 15% off your first order at bowlandbranch.com. Code BUTTERY. Exclusions apply. See site for details.